Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast.org. I'm Steve Siebold, your host, and today I want to talk about something, a couple things that are really important, really basic. I'm not going to make this too long of an episode because they're pretty basic things, but they're they're not used that often except by professional speakers. It seems like uh, the academic way of coaching, speaking, and speech writing is uh, you know quite a bit different than when you're getting paid to do it. It's a little bit different. It's got to be better. I mean, bottom line, I guess you might as well just say it the way it is. You got to be better. And um, and I, I put this out on my YouTube channel as well as the public speakers blog. <clears throat> if you want to, we have a video blog I've been doing for 15 years called publicspeakersblog.com publicspeakersblog.com. It's a great URL, of course. Uh, I've had it for so long. That's the only I couldn't get it today. It's, it's, it's so hard to, to get those good names now, but I had, I've had it for so long. Publicspeakersblog.com. It's a free video blog. I put out some things, you know, of course, about professional speaking, that type of thing. And I put this on my publicspeakersblog.com and also my YouTube channel. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, within the last couple of weeks, and it really got some people talking and that type of thing. So I thought I might do it here on the podcast. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, it's just Steve Seabold Channel. Just go to YouTube and type in Steve Seabold Channel. Seabold's S-I-E-B-O-L-D. Steve Seabold Channel. And you can subscribe. And uh, we put different things out on all these different platforms. You know, that's kind of the way it is today. And so we do the podcast and the blog and the YouTube channel and, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, there's so many of these platforms. But uh, we put, I try to put different things out on all the different, you know, different um, platforms. But, uh, but I want to talk about this because it's really important. So these topic, the topic today is how to start a speech like a professional speaker. How to start a speech and then how to end a speech. Pretty simple stuff, but a lot of people don't do it. And so I thought I'd mention this because it seemed to gain some traction on my YouTube channel and the public speaker's blog, like I said last week. So how do you start a speech? Well, first of all, I should, I should frame this up to say all of my, well, I would say 95% of it at least, of my recommendations are not mine. This comes from the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, the Bill Gove System. Bill Gove was the father of professional speaking. Uh, I know I've talked to him a lot. If you've been around the podcast for a while, you know I've talked about him a lot. He was the best, in my opinion, the best, the master keynote speaker of all time. Uh, certainly the best in American history, one of them, um, and, uh, and one of the greats of all time worldwide. Um, He's won every he won every award you could win. I met him when he was 85 years old. I was 32, and we became fast friends just overnight. I've been asked all over the world about how a 32 year old guy gets in a business with an 85 year old you know legend, and 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 we made it work until the day he died. You know, for five years we traveled all over the world speaking, and uh, we just got along. You know, he was just Bill thought he was 32, and I was 32, and we talked you know, like we were 32, and um, we just had a lot of fun. He was just a great guy, but he was also a genius. No question about that. And he had this system that he developed, you know, for the Bill Gove Speech Workshop and for his career as a speaker. And they developed in the 1940s, and it came from different people. And you come to the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, and if you're a graduate, you know what I'm talking about. But I won't go into it now because it's different. It's almost a different topic. But bottom line, my point was is I didn't make this up. You know, I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up. Bill Gove was the master. So he learned this particular piece from his mentor, which is Dr. Kenneth McFarland. Dr. Kenneth McFarland, who was known as the Dean of American Speakers. Just one of the great orators of all time. He was the student, the protege of William Jennings Bryan. 
who ran for president of the United States three times. Um, <laughs> the, the lineage is legendary. So what Dr. Kenneth McFarlane said was to taught Bill Gove when he was his mentor in the 1940s, he said, Bill, start a speech like you're in the middle of the speech. So he would walk on stage and show, I was just in Chicago the other day and, and the guy walks down the street and he says, hey, Dr. Ken, how you doing? I saw you speak last week in St. Louis, like whatever it was, you know, and he would start it like he was into it as opposed to, I'm really glad to be here. It's fantastic. Isn't Dubuque a great town in February? It's 19 below zero, you know, and uh, glad to see the JCs are here and the Rotarians and the Kwanians and, you know, all and, and, and Dr. So-and-so and you know, they do all these preliminary things. And Dr. McFarland said, don't do that. Now, obviously, there are exceptions, right? If you're in a formal speech, if you're addressing the United Nations, you probably can't do this, okay? So if you're at a wedding and you're giving a toast, you don't do that. I mean, there are different things, but different situations, they call for different approaches. This is not the only way to do it either, by the way. You know, speaking, especially, I think, professional speaking, but I guess public speaking just in general, is really a form of art. So it's not like this is the only way to do it. You know, it's like writing songs. I remember one time uh, seeing Paul McCartney, who I've loved since I was a little kid. You know, the Beatles, of course, grew up with the Beatles. And, and Paul McCartney's 80 years old now, and he's still playing. I saw him a couple of years ago in Miami. I was in the second row with Dawn, my wife, and, and we watched him. And he was like a little kid. I mean, uh, uh, people said, why were you in the first row? Why were you in the second row? Because I'm too cheap to buy first row tickets. They were insanely expensive. But second row, I thought I could swing. So I did. And we sat in the second row. But we were 10 feet from him. And we, he just, he, he'd go down and he, on the main stage and he'd play bass, guitar, and some guitar. And then he'd run up and play the piano on the, on the top floor. And he ran up and down these stairs for three hours in Miami from 8, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Like a little kid. And uh, he was, uh, you know, he was just fantastic. But my point of saying, bringing up Paul McCartney was that they've asked him in interviews. I've seen him on YouTube and TV, of course, for, you know, my whole life. And they say, you know, what is it that comes first, Paul? You're the greatest. You and Lennon were probably the, arguably the greatest songwriters of all time. Two of the most successful, you know, the most, one of the most successful teams of all time, if not the most successful songwriting team of all time. Is it the words that come first, Paul, or is it the music? And he kind of laughs and he says, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really know. You know, sometimes I hear the music in my head and sometimes I write the words. And then he tells a story sometimes about yesterday, the song Yesterday, All My Troubles. You know, that song was a classic song. And he said, uh, it came to me in a dream. It just came to me in a dream. He said, I literally dreamed it. I woke up and I wrote it down. And it became an anthem, you know, in the United States and around the world. And so he says, I don't know, is my point. So my point is that Paul McCartney doesn't know whether the music comes first or the words come first, uh, then I don't think I can fairly say, and Bill Gove would back me up if he was alive uh, with this, that, that, that Dr. Ken, Dr. Ken McFarland's uh, strategy of starting a speech like you're in the middle of a speech is the only way to do it. It's not, of course. But I'll tell you this, as someone who traveled the world for the last 25 years as a professional speaker, it's a hell of a good strategy. You might have different strategies for different times, of course, but I tell you, consider it and try it if you haven't, because it's good. I've used, I use it most of the time. I mean, most of the time when I speak, I use that strategy. I don't always use it, but uh, depending on what I'm into, you know, what kind of setup it is and, you know, whatever, uh, it's just different situations you get into as a speaker. But as a, as a general rule, start a speech like you're in the middle of a speech. Try it out and see what you think. It's really a good, a good strategy. And the second one, of course, is how to end a speech. 
How do you end a speech like a pro? Well, you know, is there one way to do it? No, of course there's not. But there are a couple different philosophies about this. And, you know, some people say, well, the people that are very linear, I think, would say, well, the only things that the audience remembers are the first things you say and the last thing you say. And that's it. They don't remember the middle. Well, if they don't remember the middle, your speech wasn't very good. Okay, so I don't, I don't buy that. Not as a pro. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just, uh, that's just not true. If you're good and you're in the right, you're and you're talking to the right audience for your topic, they're going to remember the speech. It's not just the beginning and the end. Okay, it's not a book report in high school. <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> if it's good, they're going to remember it. So I would disagree with that one. But people say different things, and then sometimes people say, "Well, thank you" is a good way to end a speech, and other people say, "Well, the audience should really be thanking the speaker because the speaker is doing all the work." Sometimes for free, if you're speaking at the Rotary Club or the Kiwanis Club or the Men's Club or the Chamber of Commerce, you know, something like that. It's free. So, oh, well, technically speaking, the audience should be thanking the speaker. So don't say thank you. Just walk off. Oh, geez. Okay. You know, you know, think of it this way. You go to the McDonald's drive through and try this out. If you haven't tried this, I'm sure you have, but maybe you're not thinking about it. I do because I'm twisted like that. And I think about this stuff all the time because I can't turn it off. You know, you go to drive through like McDonald's or Burger King or something and you'll, and they hand the kid hands you the burgers through the window and you say thank you and they say you're welcome okay well technically the kids should be thanking you for patronizing the the you know the 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 establishment right they should be thanking you for being a customer but they say you're welcome like they're doing you a favor okay you know why because they don't train them you go to chick-fil-a on the other hand by the way if you know chick-fil-a oh they'll say my pleasure every single time you know why because they train the chick-fil-a kids or the people that work there. They say, you say, thank you. And they'll say, my pleasure. And they'll thank you as well. And so it's a little bit different. But the, so the way to end a speech as a pro is saying thank you, in my opinion. And that's the Bill Gove system. That's what Bill Gove taught the industry. Thank you. Not complicated. Okay. And when you say thank you, mean thank you. I'll tell you what. As someone who made a living doing this for a quarter of a century and traveled all over the world and had a pretty good life doing it, um, I feel gratitude to the audience. I'm glad they're there because if they're not there, you know, I got to get a real job and I'm unemployable at this point, you know? So uh, I'm glad they're there. I want them to be there. I'm glad they're, I'm, I feel grateful that they're listening to me. Okay. Yeah. They're paying me. Okay. Most of the time, unless it's some free speech or something, I don't give too many of those, but once in a while for charity or, you know, a rotary club or something like that for a good cause. But typically, they're, you know, you're getting paid. But I, I'm, I appreciate I appreciate it. There, there's just something about saying thank you. It's like, you know, what do you teach a kid? Hey, if nothing else, teach them to say please and thank you and have good, polite manners. And you can get around the world with good manners, you know, because it affects people. It affects audiences. It affects other people when you're polite. I would thank them. And I, and I don't think you, you can go wrong thanking them twice. It's simple, but you know, again, people make the case, oh, well, the speaker, the audience should be thanking the speaker, and you don't have to thank the audience. Okay, well, you know, maybe. But I'm thanking them. And I would highly recommend, strongly recommend even, that you do that because you really can't go wrong with saying thank you. It's like saying please. Like, in what, in, in what situation does please not appropriate? It just hardly is never, it's always appropriate because it's, 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 you know, it's a way of being polite. 
it's a way of interacting people, interacting with people that uh, that makes them feel a certain way about you, and it's and it's all good. So I would thank them at the end of speech, and that's it. You don't have to have any big ending. You say, "Oh, it's the big ending." You don't need a big ending. Just say thank you and walk off the stage. And if you say twice, say it twice. That's not so bad either. Okay, so that's my again. There are there are other ways to do it. Other situations where I wouldn't do it that exact way. Not too many, frankly, but yeah, there are, there are situations. It's not the only way to do it, but but just consider that these, this is the Bill Gove system again. That's why I framed it up in the context of the Bill Gove system because it's the most successful system in the history of professional speaking. Okay, so it's a pretty good source. It's like Harvard, you know. I mean, it's not the only source, but you know, it's probably the best. Certainly one of them. Okay, so. That's, uh, that's how to start a speech and end a speech. Just some ideas about that. Again, go, you, if you want to see this on video or see any of the other videos I have, go to my YouTube channel, Steve Siebold. Go to YouTube and type in Steve Siebold channel, and then you can subscribe to the channel and keep up with our videos. And the, the other one is the publicspeakersblog.com, and you can see our video blog. Okay, so with that, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. We'll see you next time.